Hey, welcome in John Cast Podcast, episode number 61. Thank you to my sponsors of this podcast, including Ian's Pizza. We are planning the next promotion. I know I've been saying that for a few episodes now, but it's true. We are planning the next promotion. So stay tuned for this summer promotion with Ian's Pizza and this podcast. Also, shout out to me and Julio. They're coming back as a sponsor coming up in, um, are we almost to July? We are almost to July. So coming up here in July, so just a few days. Uh, and check out johncastpodcast.com. You can sign up for the newsletter and get updated whenever cool things are happening with this podcast. I won't spam you, I promise. Uh, and a cool thing happening with today's podcast is today's guest. She is the head coach of the Wisconsin basketball team at the University of Wisconsin, the women's team. And her name is Marissa Mosley. Coach Mo, how is it going? It's going great. Uh, can't believe, like you said, that's almost July. Um, we are in week two of summer session, of an eight-week summer session. And so... Um, got a lot of exciting things happening over here at the Badgers. We uh, are on our second week of camp. We've already had team camp, uh, three days of elite camp, and now we've got our little baby Badgers here at the little kids camp uh, for the next three days. So it's uh, it's it's going awesome. Yeah, it is a busy summer. And yeah, I, I just, honestly, I feel like it's May. I thought it was May, and now the 4th of July is here, and that mm -hmm. means pretty soon back to school stuff. And my daughter just got out of school. so. It's summer just keeps going by faster and faster. And like you said, you've got a lot of things going on within the program. Um, I want to start with the freshmen that have entered the program for this season. I saw the video put out on social media for Wisconsin women's basketball. If you don't follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you should. You'll get all updated on all the latest happenings with the program. But I saw the seven freshmen arrive in Madison, seven freshmen. And we were talking right before this podcast started that's the most freshman you've ever had to deal with as a coach. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, why not, <laughs> you know, um, go big or go home. And, uh, no, it's, um, we have seven, um, incredible young women who have chosen to kind of join us on this journey. And, um, they're all so unique and, and, um, and really special in their own ways. And so it's been very cool. Um, it's kind of been cool also to see them in a camp setting, um, like I always laugh with Natalie Leitzinger on our team because she's a pretty quiet, reserved kid. She started to open up a little bit more. Um, but camp nat versus like everyday nat, two different. I always tell her I love camp nat. So I've been seeing some camp freshmen also. So that's oh, been kind okay. of fun also. And then they've spent been able to spend a good deal of time together too, and to see them bonding is uh, with our returners, but also with each other. Um, it's really been a, um, a kind of awesome couple weeks. Yeah, that is pretty cool, and it's going to be great to see them throughout this first season, even you know, become more comfortable. But um, what are some of the challenges of having seven freshmen and trying to coach seven freshmen? And then on the flip side. Um, what do you think could be a positive from having seven freshmen on the roster? Yeah, so I mean, challenges always are making sure that um, they're all feeling like they're getting, um, you know, enough attention to feel integrated, um, you know, that you don't lump them in as the freshmen um, because they are all seven individuals. Um, I think it's also continuing to make sure that they are pushing themselves and identifying what each individual needs in order to take the next step um, during this eight-week session. Uh, the positive 
for sure is that you have um, so many different varying degrees of skill sets and styles of play that we get to kind of integrate into what we're already doing. Um, and they're, um, you know, they're fast and they're young and they, um, they don't know anything, but sometimes not knowing anything is better than, you know, coming in with this preconceived notion. Um, I shouldn't say they don't know anything, like they know basketball, yeah. but like how we want to do things and kind of the systems and things in that of that nature. But our returners have been great leaders so far. That's actually been awesome to be year two with seven freshmen because we established um, a really strong culture last year. And so for them to also be able to kind of carry the torch when coaches are not around, um, lead and practice, this is how we do things. Um, it re is really cool. One quick story when um, the beginning of, uh, of our second practice that we had and somebody kind of tripped and fell down and we have a rule or really an expectation that um, when if someone falls down, everybody runs over to help them up. And immediately everybody went over, the freshmen, the returners, um, you know, you see this swarm of like 16 people coming over to help you up. And so um, that really warmed my heart because it makes me realize that, you know, our culture is um, pretty strong already and that the freshmen are, uh, we have the right people here to kind of jump on board. That's awesome. So without any previous kind of um, expectations set for them, they, they kind of just had that already in their basketball background to just yeah. go help out a teammate. That's really cool. And by the way, that's one thing when I see, when I'm watching a game and I don't see anyone come help out or maybe just one person and there's somebody else by it, like when I'm watching a, a college game, women's, men's, NBA, whatever, um, that bothers me. That, mm -hmm. does, when you're watching a game, I'm sure that bothers you. What are some other things that kind of bother you sometimes when you're watching a game and you see uh, things like that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I can't stand, uh, this is a small one, but if the ball goes rolling away and they let, let the referee go get it, like oh, our kids okay. go get the ball. Or when you walk off the court instead of running off the court, we run off the court every single time. When you walk down the bench or you just sit down at the, the, the head of the bench, that will never happen. You'll get up and walk down the bench, hit everybody's hand or and stand up when other people come off. So those small things, I think, speak volumes about who you are, but also about your team's culture and um, really the respect you have for the other people alongside you. Mm -hmm. And we'll see all these on display coming up next season at the Cole Center. But then also what I thought was really, really cool, and this was announced earlier, the Brew City Battle. So it's the women's and the men's teams playing at AmFam Field, American Family Field, in Milwaukee, uh, have you thought about what it's going to be like playing a game at a baseball field? Um, you know, I kind of think it'll be similar to playing at the Carrier Dome. Um, when okay. I was an assistant at UConn, we would play Syracuse up there, and it had a kind of a cavernous feel at times. Um, and so a similar thing where they put the court down on the field, um, obviously football field versus a baseball field. Um, but I just am excited to do something that is historic and um, for our young women to get an opportunity to get the same experience that our men's players are, uh, are receiving. And I'm just, um, I'm really um, hopeful and um, encourage folks to come out um, and make sure you get there early so you can see both games and, um, you know, get the most bang for your buck, but also we're going to be putting on a, a good, uh, putting on a good product and putting on a good show. Um, I think it'll be a really cool uh, evening. Yeah, it's um, 
Well, the roof, well, wait, wait, when is that? What day is that? It's in November uh, 11th. November 11th. The roof's not going to be open. Never mind. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a little too chilly to open the roof. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But yeah, I also thought it was great that, I mean, will we see more of this kind of combination with the men's and women's programs? Because that's one of the first things I noticed was, okay, this is a joint venture, which is really, really cool to see. Um, I don't know that this is necessarily kind of like this um, indicative of future events. I think, you know, um, each program uh, for sure can uh, stand on their own two feet. I think that um, oftentimes with double headers, they can be a little bit tough because if one goes into overtime and sure. the timing and all of that. Um, but I do know that, you know, this is a really cool thing and hopefully this can continue to be something that we do as a tradition um, yeah. year in and year out, which I think would be so phenomenal for, you know, not only our players, but um, for, you know, local student athletes from the Wisconsin, uh, state of Wisconsin to be able to experience this and also, um, you know, young men and women from around the country to be able to say they came and experience something like that. All right. Here's something else I want you to think about, Coach Mo. Um, all right, do I still have you? I know you're frozen a little bit. Okay, you're good. Um, Sorry. Here's some, no, that's okay. Here's something else I want you to think about. Uh, so obviously the, the volleyball team, I, I'm sure you heard is going to play a, a match at the Cole center. Um, yes. and yeah, and a few, oh boy, this must've been five, six years ago uh, or so the women's team would hold uh, a game at the field house. Now I've always said as a, as a fan, I've been saying this for a few years, I would love to see the men's and the women's teams play a throwback game, a retro game at the field house, because I think that's, you create these events and these, these unique circumstances that fans want to go to like the Bruce city battle. Um, have you ever thought about that, about playing a game at the field house? I have, and, um, it's something that I think would be phenomenal. And so, um, you know, I'm pitched it and we'll see kind of what happens. Hmm. Okay. So it's, so it's almost kind of not in the works, but perhaps, in the first stages of okay okay i won't i won't press you i, I like that look <laughs> okay um speaking of kind of i guess uh old school women's basketball uh tomorrow more uh former wisconsin badger basketball player um played played in the WNBA and now is the head coach of a men's collegiate basketball team recently came and, and visited with your program how, how did that come about and and how was that time spent with uh coach moore yes um, Samara came uh, when her um, medallion, her legend medallion was unveiled, um, which was a really special um, day for her and for her family and then also her Badger family here. Um, and her team came with, which was really cool for them to kind of see her uh, receive that honor, but also to just see their excitement and, you know, have them down on the cold and everything. And uh, she was actually in town this uh, past weekend um there was a, a legends dinner uh wisconsin legends dinner um and then also a golf um, outing and she popped by camp yesterday um and so you know for her to be such a um not only an incredible player here with the badgers and also a pro but then to go on and be continue to be a trailblazer and be the first black female to coach a men's team um, you know, I think it's really important that um, not only our student athletes, current and former, but also our, our Badger faithful um, recognize how incredibly fortunate we are to have her in our midst. And, 
Um, you know, anytime we get an opportunity to kind of talk about her, or what she um, has accomplished, um, I try to do so um, the most that I can. And then also know that uh, there's a little bit of a blueprint of what um, the success that uh, she, her teammates and Jane Albright had here. And we, um, we aspire to get back to that, that level. Well, yeah. Um, now, I would love for you to be a coach here for a very, very, very long time. But have you ever thought about what it would be like, or would you ever want to coach a men's team? So before uh, Becky Hammond had uh, kind of broken into the ranks of the NBA, I always kind of had that in my head. Um, there was um, Bernadette, Bernadette Peters was um, coached with Rick Pitino um, at Kentucky and um, uh, Stephanie Reddy, she is now in broadcasting, but she also uh, coached in the men's leagues. I think it was the um, G League at the time. Now the, um, I don't know what they call it now, the developmental league. league or, or what was it used to be called? De it anyway. was the D League, wasn't it? The D That's, League. Now it's yeah. the G League. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. All right. Um, but, um, and so obviously and then what Becky did. So I had that in my head. There's been obviously a ton in the last maybe four or five years where um, there's been quite a few um, either WNBA players um, and some collegiate coaches who've jumped in. Um, I love what I do. Um, I think that, you know, you never say never. I've got some friends who coach in the NBA um, as head coaches. And so you never know. But for right now, um, this is extremely fulfilling. And I think that I get to impact young women's lives in a completely different way than that would uh, kind of afford me the opportunity. But like I said, never say never. Yeah. And I always think it's like, it's going to happen. Like there'll be a, a head coach. I, I would, I would hope in, in, in our lifetime, I would hope, you know, fairly soon a head coach, a female head coach uh, in the NBA. But, and, you know, I, I kind of wonder why do you think this division exists? Because I guess if you compare it to other, um, you know, aspects of life, like other jobs, like there are men and women whatever fill in architects you know what i don't know you know what i mean like it's it's always it's always kind of been that way but why why has it taken so long i guess maybe is my my broader question to to try to integrate more females into into men's athletics um i mean i think it goes back to one i mean we're just celebrating 50 years this past week of title nine and you know, women being able to play collegiate, you know, sports. But sure. I think that, um, you know, so we're already kind of behind the eight ball. They're just participating. So the notion that women then can also teach the sport, I think, is um, behind. Um, yeah. Not that we're not capable, because um, uh, I think there's more than <laughs> um, enough women who've shown that they're more than capable of doing that same job, and the game is the game. Um, and dare I say, some could do it better than some of the men that are out there. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, there's still this notion that it's like, it's men's basketball and then in women's basketball, well, men can do, they can coach. Um, but women couldn't possibly coach men. You wouldn't know what to do with them. And it's like, I, I just think it's just such a bizarre and ridiculous kind of, um, you know, uh, thought process, but, um, you know, we're still obviously, 
fighting for equal pay. We're fighting for equal rights, um, not to get, um, you know, bring up anything political, but this is not political. Roe v. Wade being rolled back. I mean, there's a lot of decisions and things happening in our world where women are still considered second-class citizens. So I don't know that it's that kind of crazy that, you know, men who are making these decisions don't think women should coach. Right. Yeah. I, I just, I just hope it happens soon because like you kind of presented there, like to, to think that you wouldn't be able to teach, like that's, that's, that's what coaching, right? I mean, you correct Absolutely. me wrong. That's what coaching is, is you're teaching and you're trying to build these, these systems and yeah. Um, all right. Uh, speaking of coaching, uh, Estella Moscow and Katie Nelson, both uh, part of the program last year. Of course, Katie was on the court, had that excellent final game of her career. Um, but they're both sticking around. Can you kind of fill in our, our viewers and listeners as to, excuse me, what the next steps for Stella and Katie are? Yeah, so really excited to be able to keep both of them um, within the, the program and the Badger family. So uh, Stella is going to um, now, she has a new role and title, Director of Recruiting. Um, she really kind of carved out a niche for herself last year when she was in the student assistant slash grad assistant role for us and really kind of helped uh self-taught a lot of her a lot of um photoshop and different things that help us to stay cutting edge with our um current recruiting and um you know day-to-day -day with organizational visits and and different things so she's just um really phenomenal in that space and has just um and kind of hit the ground running in that position and then katie will take over as a graduate assistant for us and um, you know, it warmed my heart that she um, wants to coach. Um, and so that's really exciting and um, to know that, you know, uh, she had seen that and, and through kind of the eyes of me or our experience together and to know that this is something that she wants to do and I think she'll make a phenomenal coach. So uh, gets an opportunity to finish off her master's degree here um, uh, while helping out and learning and kind of on the court and off. I uh, kind of lost it there at the oh, end. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. Oh, I just, we're just trying to have her involved in, in as many aspects, both on the court and off. Okay. So was there any moments, do you remember watching Katie play or maybe at practice where, did she ever display any traits of, of a coach um, that you said, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe this could be her path someday? Or was that something that she always wanted to do at the start since you've known her? Or have you have you seen that in her? Uh, it's not what she wanted to do, at least outwardly. She was thinking, um, you know, like most kids, you're not exactly sure what you want to do when you're in school. And so undergrad, I think she was thinking more like business, maybe commercial real estate, something of that nature. And then as kind of time went on, I think she started to recognize she might want to do the coaching thing, um, but she's always been a, a coach on the court. Um, you know, she's an, has an incredible value. She um, is a great leader. She understands where people are supposed to be. Um, she picks things up very quickly, and um, I think she'll be a great teacher of the game as well. And so uh, I don't know, I didn't have a specific conversation, but you can see her kind of evolution um, and why this makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we're going to be uh, starting the basketball season before you know it, because like we started this podcast, it's already July. So basketball season is going to be upon us. Um, enjoy your time with the seven freshmen throughout this 
uh, summer as we get closer to the season. And we'll see you at the Brew City Battle November 11th at American Family Field. For Badger fans, you can go check out the doubleheader of the women and the men's teams. What else did I miss? I think I covered it all. It was yeah, nice catching up with you, Coach. Yeah, awesome. Well, just tell, tell your listeners we are, um, you know, we're expecting our fans this year to um, be rowdy, loud, and proud. That's what I told them last year. We want to continue that tradition and um, get as many butts in the seats here at the Cole Center, and you get to be a part of something really special as we continue to build here. Awesome. Love it. Can't wait for it next season. Coach Marissa Mosley, once again, thank you for the time. Thank you so much, John. All right, there you go. That's Coach Mo, Coach Mosley from the University of Wisconsin women's basketball team. Once again, thank you, Ian's Pizza. Next promotion. I swear it's right around the corner. I know summer's halfway over, uh, but we'll get to that. Also, we're going to welcome back me and Julio starting in July as a sponsor once again to this podcast. And check out johncastpodcast.com. You can go there and you can sign up for my newsletter. You can check out past episodes, check out my store. Lots of stuff going on at johncastpodcast.com. Thanks for listening to this edition of the podcast. 